like a, a Rorschach where it's uh, the eye of the beholder, right? It's up to the eye of the beholder. What you see can be translated and perceived in different ways. And so, although, although, although commercial real estate can be very specific to asset types and industries, it allows for a lot of creativity, uh, creative latitude, I should say, that it can be wherever you want it to be. Particularly the future commercial real estate is not going to be the past. It's going to be very different. You have to be very creative to provide certain amenities. What's up, world? I am B.A. or Baba. You can call me what you feel. And this is Take Your Homeboy to Workday Podcast, the career forum to hear about others' careers. Here's what you can expect by tuning in. Each episode, I'll dive into a new career path. We'll learn the arc of jobs that build into careers. I'll also ask how these careers impact our everyday lives. And finally, we'll discuss the intangibles, such as motivations and passions. So for anyone interested in hearing the first-hand experience of another person's life and what they go through in their day-to-day, I hope you enjoy these combos. So today's episode is about commercial real estate. Commercial real estate refers to business retailers like office spaces, hotels, or strip malls. And when banks lend money for commercial real estate, it heavily influences wealth distribution via raising property values and determining the location of businesses in a community. So today I'm thrilled to have Jeff Allen, the director of the Economic Equity Advisory Group at BMO Harris Bank, to share his experience navigating CRE for over 14 years. Jeff has worked at the largest CRE lending banks and has been instrumental in determining who his his employers lend to and how they lend. His experience negotiating with investors, business owners, and city planners are invaluable, and I'm thrilled to learn from him today. Welcome, my G. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, how's your day been going so far? You know, uh, productive so far. My day is tend to start early, and so I'm uh, pretty excited to have a productive half day so far. How about yours? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, likewise, well, I won't say they start early. You know, I'm really on my eat, pray, love thing right now, so I can't say early, but uh, it's been a productive day so far, and, and I'm enjoying getting this idea off the ground, and I appreciate you making time for it. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I'm honored to be. So, uh, uh, man, I gave a quick introduction about commercial real estate and um, that you were in lending in it. But just from a macro level, you know, what is commercial real estate? How would you explain it to somebody? Um, let's say they're 18 years old, thinking about different paths, maybe engineering, maybe going into medicine, and they're considering commercial real estate. How would you describe it to them? You know, like any other industry, it has so many facets, right? So commercial real estate as an mm-hmm. industry includes what you explained to be, right? Uh, it's, it's physical touch. So you look at apartment buildings, you look at retail strip centers, you look at uh, office buildings, you look at self-storage, you look at student housing. Uh, commercial real estate includes all of these asset types, but it also includes all types of jobs within this larger industry. You can be on the banking lending side, which I've done. You can be on the development side as an actual developer building these buildings. You can be in finance mm-hmm. as an actual a CFO or a, a, an accountant. Like any other industry, it has all these facets. Marketing, uh, the list goes on and on. Project management. And so a lot of different jobs within the commercial real estate industry. And so it's pretty broad. Mm-hmm. But, but from my perspective, it's really uh, the tangible part that I enjoy about it, right? So 
physically touching real estate assets when you walk out your house or physically seeing apartment buildings that you may live in or an office building you may work in, to me, it's a part of everyday life that makes it so interesting. Uh, that's great. And first, um, what initially drew you to this? Uh, was there, did somebody specific uh, invite you or, you know, was there a single event that happened that drew you, that drew you to this career? Um, how'd you get interested? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to have three internships at a bank in high school and in college. And so this internship exposed me to, first of all, banking. I was first exposed to banking and commercial real estate uh, second after that. And so mm-hmm. that exposure at a young age really intrigued me, right? To learn about banking, which clearly everyone's interested in, right? How the market works, macro and microeconomics, how it all works in concert. Yeah. And then you layer on commercial real estate. When we graduated college, uh, condos were hot, right? So everyone was building condos. And so I was really interested in how that worked, right? How's that math? work from a banking standpoint. So that drew me in, in terms of my banking career and what industry I want to focus on within real estate or uh, banking, I should say. And so mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was relevant and everyone wants to buy apartment buildings. Everyone wants to understand how it all works. How do you underwrite an apartment building? And so I had a lot of the same interests. So that allowed me to gravitate towards real estate within banking on the debt side. And that's what's uh, kept me in it for the last 14, 15 years now. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, you did a great job. You actually did a great intro to the next question um, because you brought up some examples, um, some of the physical examples of how people can uh, see your work. So um, you brought up uh, um, office buildings and then you brought up um, developers who create condos. Um I guess if uh, if I'm driving around town in my local suburb and I have somebody in the back seat and uh, you know, they want to know what is commercial real estate in a physical sense. Um, what could you point to? What, uh, you know, how could you bring it to life for them to see, okay, this is what commercial real estate is and, you know, where I would play a role in it? Yeah. So it's everything you see, everything you see built and constructed in your neighborhood or in the cities is a function of commercial real estate. So if, you, if you're a member of a gym, that's commercial mm-hmm. real estate. A developer built that gym. He may still own the mm-hmm. real estate. He leases that space to a gym, right? You may work mm-hmm. in an office building where your company occupies three floors of a 12-floor building, right? That's commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. That, that Somebody owns that building and companies have leases with that owner and pay him rental income. That's commercial real estate, right? You may live in an apartment mm-hmm. building that you pay rent to the owner of the apartment building or the property manager. That's commercial real estate. So- you know, the mm-hmm. cool thing about it and what, again, attracted real estate, uh, was attractive to me was how relevant it was to everyday life. Awesome. And, and that's really what it did it for me. I mean, in a way, um, you were kind of the inspiration for this because I was actually with you when it finally clicked um, uh, what you did with your job. And so um, uh, uh, that's why I like asking that question. So I appreciate that answer. That was a good answer. Um, I'm going to switch things a little bit now. Uh, thank you for sharing um, some high-level uh, things about what commercial real estate is and what you did within it. Uh, I want to ask some numbers questions next because I'm sure people are interested. Uh, the first one would be about uh, entry-level salaries. 
So when you first started getting into lending or your first jobs that would get you into commercial real estate, um, right after college, you got your bachelor's degree. What is the salary range of jobs for somebody who wants to get into commercial real estate as soon as they graduate college? Yeah. So like most industries, you're not going to kill the game coming out of college with <laughs> high salaries for, for the most part, right? There are outliers, yeah. but I would say if you're, if you're in banking, you can start anywhere from 60 to $70,000 today. If you're in development, mm-hmm. it could be lower. The, the thing is, anytime you're learning a lot and quote unquote cutting your teeth in a business, they rationalize paying you less so you can learn a lot about the business. However, if yeah. you can take that, <laughs> you can, you can that low salary uh, and learn, uh, get a skill set, and really the sky's the limit as you continue to progress in your career, whether it's in banking, whether it's in development. The upside really is in, you know, after the first four or five years, after you get that experience and take that with you wherever you go, uh, it becomes invaluable and allows you to earn a lot more relative to your peers as you progress in your career, particularly if you decide to get a master's in real estate finance or go to business school. There are things you can do along the way to bolster your earnings, but respectable mm-hmm. wages, 60 to 70, give or take, depending on what firm you work for and what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. And now uh, looking at money from a different perspective, um, we live in a capitalist society where companies create jobs and they expect those jobs to return um you know, at a minimum, maybe 10 times of what they're paying in salary and costs for benefits. Um, So your job specifically, or lending, not your job, but lending in general, um, how does that contribute to the profitability of the bank that you you work for? Well, it's pretty linear. So as a lender, you produce, right? So you go out and source deals, you close deals, and say you close $100 million worth of deals, in one year or six months or whatever it is, you can measure how much income you provide to the bank relative to your salary, which oftentimes mm-hmm. I've used and my peers have used as negotiation. For example, yeah. if you if you net, net at the bank after cost $3 million for a year, for example, and you're making $100,000, that's a pretty big delta, right? So you can use that mm-hmm. as, a, as an argument for a, maybe a higher bonus, right? a higher uh, base salary, or just more fringe benefits in general. So it's pretty it's pretty cool in that regard that you can use it as a negotiation tool, whereas I don't think it's that linear in certain industries. And even if you're on the, mm-hmm. that's, the bank, that's the banking side at least. On the real estate side, if you're on de- in development, you can also quantify how many deals you may have worked on as a developer. Uh, what's the income from the buildings that you've built or helped build? But you can also quantify your value quote unquote value on that front too, which makes it a bit easier to negotiate and validate uh, warrant more money uh, your employer. Gotcha. 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 And, you know, um, as I think about my jobs, I love how you said um, uh, through this job, you can actually see your impact on a company. You can, you know, you can have some pride in what you do because, hey, I know I brought this amount of money in mm-hmm. and um, uh, I've, I've held a bunch of sales jobs and I've always enjoyed the direct sales jobs and not necessarily the sales where I was in a matrix environment or I shared customers with other people. Because then, um, you know, while successes I'd have to share with other, well, I just enjoyed the one-on-one ownership of 
uh, the direct sales versus having to work in a matrix environment. So um, uh, uh, I guess for personalities out there who love the control and, you know, love taking pride in what they do, that this is uh, maybe a great path for you to go down to. I, I totally agree. And real estate for mine is twofold. You can see your impact, but you can literally see your end product being constructed. <laughs> So if, mm-hmm. if, you're, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're a developer, it's not ambiguous, right? You have, a, you have land right. and you build on the land. And it, 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 it's really fulfilling and impactful to see that end product at the end on both fronts. Yeah. So since you, um, uh, since you brought that up, I guess uh, I imagine after something, uh, you know, let's say you work to put a business into um, a strip mall. Uh, just one example. I'm sure it's other, you know, other things bigger than that. Uh, maybe you go and you take a picture in front of that strip mall, like say, hey, I was instrumental in bringing this business to this community. You know, what's been the proudest achievement? What's been the, I guess, the the most exciting um, opportunity you worked on where you connected a business with the community? That's a great question. And I have a lot of examples, but one sticks out in my head more recently. And that was last year. I had the opp- opportunity to fund a small business on the south side of Chicago. And it was part real estate, part an operating loan, but I was able to help the bank approve a small loan. I'm saying small, it was over a million, but a relatively small loan for the bank, but a very impactful mm-hmm. loan for a new restaurant to come to the South Side of Chicago. Those that know the mm-hmm. South Side of Chicago knows that it's not a bunch of amenities, it's not a bunch of restaurants that we can go to that are nice, nice build outs and great food and great service. And so I'm really proud I was able to help facilitate that deal through the bank to really source the deal uh, and also to get it approved and funded. And so that business now is open, is thriving, and provide invaluable, uh, an invaluable resource in the Manatee to the South Side of Chicago. Hell yeah. That's that's great to hear, man. I know um, one of the things I said in my intro was that commercial real estate impacts, uh, you know, wealth distribution uh, because of the businesses that can't that will or can be put into community. And without you know your vision and the work in working on a quote unquote small deal, some people, you know, wouldn't find value in putting in you know that much time for a small deal like that. So, um, you know, salute for your focus on wanting to improve um, South Side of Chicago. I appreciate that, man. I think it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get even more uh, abstract really quickly. Um, you know, while we're talking about achievements and some of the work you've done, um, imagine that uh, you wanted to commemorate your job and what you do with lending within commercial real estate. Um, there's a painter right there and they aren't going to put it in words. They're going to put it into a picture. So how would you describe a picture or a scene of what you do um, to give instruction to the painter so that they can, you know, I guess, bring it to life through an abstract way? How would that, what would that scene look like? That's an excellent question. And being the non-creative person that I am, uh, it would give me some, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's quite a challenge for me to think abstractly. But that, that said, commercial real estate is so broad and it can be abstract to a lot of folks. And so I would say mm-hmm. to a painter, if you have a blank, a blank canvas, I would almost create almost like a, um, what's the thing where you uh, you can look at it and it's, you can see it and you can interpret it any way you want to, uh, a Rorschach. Hmm. Like a Rorschach. Oh. Almost like a, uh, a, a, okay, Rorschach, yeah. a, a Rorschach. Like a, a Rorschach where it's uh, the eye of the beholder, right? It's up to the eye of the beholder. 
what you see can be translated and perceived in different ways. And so uh-huh, although, uh-huh. Although, although commercial real estate can be very specific to asset types and industries, it allows for a lot of creativity, uh, creative latitude, I should say, that it can be wherever you want it to be. Particularly the future of commercial real estate is not going to be the past. It's going to be very different. We have to be very creative to provide certain amenities, whether it's retail, whether it's affordable housing, whether it's senior housing, whether it's addressing homelessness. As I see it, I see a blank slate that uh, I see it one way and my colleagues and peers may see it a different way. So I almost say uh-huh. a painter to present some sort of Rorschach type of vague uh, painting that allows the interpreter or the person to interpret as they see fit. Now that's a visual. Okay. Okay. That really put it together. Man. Thank you. That was, that was, that's a good visual. And um, I'm going to try to work with an artist to actually bring that one to life. Cause that was really creative. Yeah, for sure. Let me see. Uh, so, um, uh, I guess you have been on this 14 year arc within your career. Um, you know, as we, you know, if we take a step back to some of the early years, maybe year three, year four, year five, um, how did you know that you were on the right path? Um, what, I guess, was there some, you know, was this a feeling inside of you or was there a click moment that happened maybe in the early years that cemented that this was going to be a path that you wanted to invest in long-term? Honestly, man, I thought I wasn't going to make it. I thought this was not the industry for me. I was tired mm-hmm. of being the youngest and the, and the darkest person in the room everywhere I went. But that's mm-hmm. a lot of our experiences that we've all gone through in our respective fields. And so I would say it was maybe year four after working the long hours, after not getting paid while I thought I should have gotten paid. It was year four mm-hmm. where uh, I worked for a bank and, and discovered a mentor that really uh, really a mentor and a sponsor, a series of them that put me in the room or put me in certain rooms mm-hmm. that I wasn't in before and provided me opportunities that I didn't have access to before. So they, those guys and, and, and ladies were responsible, I think, in part, uh, were partly responsible for my uh, knowing that I was worthy, quote unquote, or that I could do well mm-hmm. in the industry. Uh, and they believed in me and they gave me opportunities to, to succeed and show off my skill set and grow my skill set. So I would say it wasn't until I had reliable mentors and sponsors um, is when I finally realized that this is the industry for me. I've always enjoyed the work. I always enjoy, you know, again, tangible buildings, underwriting, and understanding macro and micro um, occurrences in the market. But it wasn't until that year, I think it was 2011 or so, that I knew that I was supposed to be here. Part maybe imposter syndrome, part something else, but it was uh, I combined my work ethic and the things that I learned with really um, reliable sponsors and mentors at that point, and it's it's worked out and it provided me a, a seat of confidence that has stuck with me since then. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, when you hear stories of mentorship giving people that level of confidence, um, it just grows. It, it inspires you to do more. Also, so. Uh, that's that's great to hear. Um, now, uh, in terms of within the job, um, so uh, I, we talked a lot about the good of commercial real estate and um, the supportive things. But as we all know in life, nothing is 100 percent good. So 
I just really want to quickly understand maybe two negatives that may have you've experienced throughout your time. And so the first one, um, uh, you know, and this can be whether it's the people that you run into, uh, the hours, uh, I don't know, working for an institution like a bank, but what would you say are the bad or the ugly side of the industry? Um, do you run into any jerks within the business? Um, you know, uh, what watch outs would you give for somebody before they jump, before they come into real, commercial real estate? Sure. Um, lots of jerks. Lots of, lots of jerks. <laughs> when you, with a lot of money comes a lot of jerks, huh? I was just going to say, anytime you have a lot of money or big numbers involved, a lot, a lot of jerks involved. But so to that question, it's commercial real estate, like most industries, is not diverse. Even still, fast forward, you know, fifteen years from me now, the rooms are not diverse uh, as diverse as they should be. They've gotten a smidge better, but the rooms are not filled with people of color, and so it's, it's still. Uh, fairly monolithic in that regard. And so it's a lot of work to be done. And there are a lot of efforts to increase diversity. Again, we're, we're, it's the time of the world we're in. There are a lot of efforts to increase diversity in commercial real estate, like every other industry that we see. So that's the first thing I would say. Second thing is, it's it's long hours. It's a full contact sport. A lot of guys and, and ladies <laughs> are working six, seven days a week, right? If you're doing a project, if you have to get it built, you know, if it's a Sunday, you have to do some work. That's what it takes. If you're on the banking side, you may have what's called a fire drill, right, where something needs to be addressed, mm -hmm. whether it's compliance related or deal related or credit related. And you, you can't say, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's, it's Saturday. I'm busy. You have to react and be proactive and, and address the concerns accordingly. And so it's it can be long hours uh, when you're doing a project or working on a deal. So those are the two things. It's not diverse, long hours. But candidly, those two problems, I think, are universal to lucrative industries. Anytime there's yep. money, as we talked about, circulating, it's going to be long hours. It's not going to be a whole lot of black and brown people. That's just the nature of the business. But I'm glad to be a part of the change in these rooms as we look to diversify. And also, on the other end, be mindful of that life work balance, which at this point in my career, I can balance, balance that a little bit better. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And then, um, I guess, um, uh, now that you are 14 years into your career and maybe there's one time you may have made a mistake in your job, um, you know, I guess, what would you get, what advice would you give yourself? Um, after you made that mistake, you realize that you, you know, may get into a little trouble. Um, what, what is the best advice that you would give to somebody when, when they make their first mistake at a job or any mistake at a job? <laughs> I would say, give, give yourself some grace. We often are very hard on ourselves. We being brown and black folks who are under a lot of pressure and, and the world and at work and at home, give yourself some grace. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, mm -hmm. the, there, are, there are some mistakes that are are severe, right? And there are some that are not. And to the extent it's a recoverable mistake or a mistake you can learn from, just give yourself some grace and understand that we're human and mistakes will happen. Mm -hmm. Now, I would simply say along with that, own your mistake. Don't make excuses. Don't hide from it, right? 
look for a solution mm-hmm. and, be, and, and be part of that solution. So give yourself some grace and be part of the change or the solution to fix that problem. Nice. Respect, respect, respect. And then um, let me ask you, um, as you look at commercial real estate moving forward, maybe five, 10 years from now, uh, we're coming out of a pandemic. Um, there's been a lot of talk of fintech and that changing, um, uh, changing any type of real estate and really all forms of banking. Um, you know, what, I guess, what is your outlook for commercial real estate, uh, specifically lending, if you'd like to share, um, five to 10 years down the road? Does it look more attractive, less attractive? Um, you know, what are you, what are you thinking? I think it always looks attractive, but from a, a trend standpoint, like a lot of industries, a lot of things will be automated. So mm-hmm. you'll see algor- algorithms to help calculate lending uh, formulas instead of a person. Or mm-hmm. uh, consumer loans, especially on the banking side, much more of those, even already today, have been automated. Instead of going to see a person, you fill an application online now. So I think that trend will continue up market to commercial and larger deals along the way as well. It's already happened. You already have a lot of winning outfits, FinTech to your point, where you can go get a $5 million loan by filling out an application online. You know, you have to talk to a person. That said, like I started with earlier, I think the future is bright. I think there's a lot of space for innovation, whether it's on the deal side itself, developing and building uh, stuff, right? Uh, affordable housing will be a huge crisis. A senior affordable housing will be a huge crisis in the coming years. So those that can solve those problems in an innovative fashion while keeping costs low, it'd be a huge market for those type of folks, whether for a firm or as entrepreneur, there'll be a huge opportunity for those folks to make some coins. Um, as it relates to, to banking again, specifically, things will be automated and folks will be out of a job. And I, we've already seen it to some extent the last several years. You know, banks are always have a lot of overhead. They're paying folks a lot of money, and they can automate a lot of this work, whether it's underwriting, whether it's sourcing smaller deals. I'm saying smaller, I mean below, below 20 million, below 15 million, right? A lot of these things can be automated, and I think that is the future. And a lot of fintechs are focused on how they make the process more efficient and take out a lot of the human biases too, right? And so computers, in some respect, have already started to do that, or people have already made programs to start to do that work. And so I think that's the future of both real estate and banking. Awesome. Awesome. Man, this has been such a great conversation about commercial real estate. I really appreciate you sharing uh, so much. And thank you for your time. I only have one more question for you. Uh, And this is just so the audience can just see a little bit more about who you are. Uh, you know, your interest, and it's about music. Um, we've actually already had this conversation one time before when we were hanging out in D.C. So, um, and I'll give you a little bit of time to think. So let's say you're the A&R of a music company, of a record label. Uh, I'm giving you an, un- you're giving an unlimited amount of money to put together any four artists on a song. Um, actually, let me say three artists and one producer you can choose. Um, you know, take as much time as you need. Yeah. Three artists, uh, they can be R&B, they can be hip hop, they can be from any genre. The producer can be from any genre also. Um, and you're able to create your dream song with your favorite artist. 
Uh, who would they be for you? Three artists and one producer. Man, this is a great question. One, <laughs> two, <laughs> two. If you, uh, the, the, depending on the day, you might get a different answer on any given day. So today's answer. <laughs> today, today, today's answer is uh, my three artists are uh, Kanye, old Kanye, the old Kanye, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, Common. Two and three, little uh-huh. brother. I think a track with those uh-huh. three would be beautiful and fun to listen to. The producer yeah, would so, be Pharrell. Yeah, you, okay, okay, okay. I, I didn't know if you're gonna go with uh, Ninth Wonder since he's part of Little Brother's producer, but okay, oh. thank you for clarifying, Pharrell. Oh. Okay. Also, that's a good clarifying question. Uh, old little brother, inclusive of Ninth Wonder. So I would want, and this may be cheating a bit. I would want Ninth Wonder. Hey, I was just about to, <laughs> I was about to call you out on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, it's, it's a really question, right? Little brother, inclusive with Ninth Wonder. Old Kanye comment, right? And then I still get a producer pick because, you know, I just do. And so I would say Pharrell. And if I, obviously, if I have to, Ninth Wonder can produce instead of Pharrell. But I would love that, that energy that they will all bring together. Respect, respect, respect. So don't worry, man. There is no right answer. And you're 100% right when you say to th- tomorrow my answer could be something totally different because music is so subjective and especially depending upon your mood and what you've been going through. So don't even, you know, everybody's going to love your answer. The only question I have, old Kanye, up to what album does that count? Is that Dark Twisted Fantasy? Is that going back to graduation? What, what is yeah, considered I, old Kanye for you? Yeah, now we're getting in the weeds here. I would say Dark Twisted Fantasy. I would okay. say pre 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 dark twisted fantasy, and every album okay. is, I don't love, but pre pre that album for sure. If we have a moment, I'd love to hear your answer to the question as well. Oh man, jeez! Uh, well, off the top of my head, right now today, I mean today, uh, Timberland as the producer, uh, Eminem, um, uh, Fonte, and I'll probably go with Lil Wayne. So that that'll probably okay. be my answer today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been. Uh, well, I don't know. Wayne holds a special place in my heart, man. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'll go with those three, and then Timberland. That's all the options. Timberland was actually uh, in my brain too for producer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That well, this was so much fun, man. Thank you again for joining the uh, the show. The uh, the take your homeboy to work day audience really appreciates you sharing. And uh, until next time, sir, man, I wish you nothing but success with your family and your career. Same to you, good brother. Thanks for having me.